everybody thank you so much for tuning into uh, this episode of the four string sports podcast i'm your host brady with my co-host mitch and gentlemen or mitch and skyler jesus uh gentlemen uh uh Oh, uh, we have a uh, very basketball centric episode. March Madness uh, is over. We're going to do just a brief recap of that absolutely insane national championship game. Um, and then we're going to take a look at the uh, NBA play in tournament and the uh, playoffs as they stand here. We've already had one game completed. The Nets outlasted the Cavs, so they'll move on to play the Celtics um, as the seven seed. The Cavs will take on the winner of uh, Hawks versus Hornets tomorrow night. Uh, and then right now the uh, Timberwolves and the Clippers are going at it uh, in the Western conference. So we'll take a look at all those games um, as well as our predictions. Uh, Skyler, I don't remember in the group chat, did you take the Clippers or the Timberwolves in this game? I didn't pick. I haven't looked at the score to be honest, but I'm going to pick Clippers. You're going to take Clippers. Okay, so, uh, Mitch and Skyler take Clippers. I took the T-Wolves, which I am regretting at this point. Um, but uh, so let's let's start off with the NCAA national championship. Um, what an absolutely insane come from behind win for the Kansas Jayhawks to win their fourth national championship game. Uh, Skyler, you were Mr. Jayhawk from the beginning. Biggest Kansas Jayhawk fan. I know Skyler Stefanski here. Um, so why don't why don't you talk to me about how great it was to watch your team uh, come from behind in the largest tournament uh, comeback to beat North Carolina uh, in what's like, we also have to give a massive round of applause to North Carolina. Like what a Cinderella season for them. Um, but Kansas was down by 16. They were down 40 to 25 at the end of the first half outscored the uh, Tar Heels 47 to 29, uh, in the second half. So Skyler, what, what were your thoughts there, uh, on your, uh, rock chalk Jayhawks? Uh, I mean, the more and more I watched the team, the more and more I was kind of upset that I didn't pick them to win the national championship. And this was before Gonzaga went out. This was right around, um, like, uh, second round, Sweet 16. I was kind of like, this is this is a way too good of a team for me not to have picked them to, go, to win the national championship. Because it was becoming obvious that other teams had holes. Whereas um, Kansas really didn't seem to have any. Um, they would have like they had slow starts. That was really kind of their thing. They had slow starts, but never at any time watching them were you ever like Kansas is out of this game because um, defensively that they would get back in. And the thing that we have to remind that we have to remind everybody is that they had probably the best shot of being the number one over number number one overall seed in the 2020 year when the pandemic when the pandemic caused uh, March Madness to be canceled, the tournament to be canceled. And they had a real good shot of winning the national championship that year. And a lot of those guys from that team decided to stay the last couple of years. And so not only do you have Kansas, who even with everything that's been happening with Bill Self, always recruits well, um, is a is a co- college uh, college basketball blue blood. Um, not only can they do they recruit that well, but then they can also they've retained guys that normally would be gone in a year or two. Um, that just makes it even better. Cause these are guys that have experience. They got knocked out way too early last year. I think there was some kind of revenge to that. And there's, a, there's this idea of that Kansas can't finish. We've seen that. Like, I mean, Brady mentioned it in our March madness episode of why he didn't have them getting out of the sweet 16 or even the second round. I think you had them losing in the second round, didn't you? I believe so. Yeah. I had them yeah. losing pretty early on. 
Yeah, like Kansas has always struggled as a one seed, and this year they they put that to rest. Um, massive props to North Carolina, but I really think that Kansas kind of showed that they had it's nasty. I don't think there was ever a time in this tournament where Kansas thought they were going home, and I think that that kind of proved to the fact that they could keep going. I mean, they had they had great players at every position, and never once was one of those guys were all of those guys having a bad night. You would if. Like in the beginning of the tournament, Remy Martin was the guy that was keeping them in the in the tournament. And then towards then, the other guys found their feet. They were able to get going. And I mean, that comeback, hell of a comeback by Kansas to beat North Carolina. Um, and I mean, massive props to North Carolina. This is their first year without Roy Williams. Make it to the national championship game. Um, I think it's just kind of, it goes against the adage that blue buds are out. I mean, we all said that, I mean, going into the tournament, we're like the ACC is the weakest it's ever been. They're never going to make, they're not doing anything good. And they take two teams to the final four. So it's just. Yeah. Three to the it, elite eight, two to the final four. Yeah, like insane. It, pr- it, it proves that nothing matters in March and that you just kind of have to pick the guy. You, you, you kind of got to get lucky. That's really it. I got lucky. Um, the chips fell my way. I got, I just have to say, I got both the final four. Oh, he froze as he was gloating. And the championship, right? So <laughs> it's gloating. This is my only time. This is the only time, only time I've been able to do that. I will gloat. I will gloat. And Brady, now I need a trophy. Anyways, I'll move on you to guys, the next You person. guys owe me eight trophies first. Um, we owe you, uh, uh, sir. Six? We owe you. Is it six? We owe you five trophies. <laughs> five? I won. We'll figure it pick, out. You want to pick them? You want to pick them? I won you two fantasy pick-ums. football. Okay, no, give, give me a second. Okay, last year, you won the pick them. You won the fantasy football. You won the March Madness. This year, you won the pick them, and you won the fantasy football. It's five. I thought we had another competition in there. Oh, well, five out of six oh, ain't no. bad. That's the old Meatloaf song. Because we don't, count, we don't count college. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to highlight uh, two players in this uh, national championship game. One... Uh, I got to start off with Armando Baycott. Uh, huge props to him. I mean, dude got injured in the last game, comes into here injured, and still gives North Carolina 15-15 double-double. Um, was a huge reason why they got this far and why the game was so close. Uh, the dude really played it and gave it his all, and I just have huge, mad respect for him. And then for, on the Kansas side, I don't know how this guy did not win the like MVP of the national championship game, but David McCormick, man, the performance that he had down late, especially when Baycott went out, uh, he really turned it on. And it's, and to me, it's the reason why they were able to make that comeback and should have been the MVP for the kind of performance that he did. It was a really key reason why they won. So those are, those are my observations and two guys I just really wanted to highlight it for the amazing games that they had. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, Armando Baycott getting hurt in the last 30 seconds of that game. Uh, it, it Honestly, it wasn't until he got hurt in the last 30 seconds of that game that I went, and now it's over. Like, it, that was the definitive moment where the game ended because Armando Baycott was so, even on one leg, was so dominant. But, I mean, also massive shout-out to Brady Manick. The dude got clocked in the head, what, three times in that game? <laughs> And finishes with 13 points and 13 rebounds. North Carolina had 55 rebounds in that game. That's fucking insane. But the issue is, is that they had 50 missed shots. 23 of 73 from the field isn't going to do it. And when your two best players in RJ Davis and uh, Caleb Love go a combined 10 for 41 from the field, it's it's just not going to get it done. They were one of 13 from the three-point line. Like North Carolina, it, it's amazing though that North Carolina was it, it, 
even in that game. Like if you look at the numbers, how they stand out, there was no reason for North Carolina to be in that game, but it was a tale of two halves. North Carolina couldn't miss a shot in the first half, couldn't get a shot to fall in the second half. And for Kansas, it was the polar opposite. Kansas just stuck with their game plan. They relied on uh, performance from Remy Martin coming off the bench. He hit two, uh, what, back-to-back threes in that right corner. Very Ray Allen game six of uh, NBA finals uh, about a decade ago. Very Ray Allen-esque in that situation, but uh, congrats to Bill Self. I just, I, it's so funny to me that as Kansas is hoisting the trophy, they're being investigated for recruiting violations by the NCAA. Um, As well as the fact that the commissioner called them the Kansas city Jayhawks. Um, So (laughs) that's our, uh, uh, that's, that's our March madness little segment there. Uh, But uh, the tournament is over. Um, How would you guys rate it? Was it another good one in your guys' books between St. Peter's run, the amount of upsets we had Gonzaga and Baylor both going out. Uh, an eight seed making the national championship. Did it live up to the one shining moment hype? Yeah, man, I think it did. Um, I'm glad they put the cheerleader in the one shining moment video. Although I was going to burn it down to the ground. Um, but yeah, I think it did. And I think St. Peter's is probably the, you know, the best like over quality, like best quality Cinderella team that I think we've had in a while. I mean, or Roberts last year. Yeah, they were a nice story, but they weren't really like, you know, the best of the best where St. Peter's definitely you know, by the end of it, weren't a Cinderella team, and they were just an elite team. So I think it lived up to the hype. Yeah, um, I will. I will say it lives up to the hype um, solely because of St. Peter's. Um, I, I, I mean, there's that. Like, like just, just because of St. Peter's. Like, if there were no other upsets anywhere else in the bracket, and it was just St. Peter's, um, like I'd be like, yeah, no, this is one of the best March Madnesses I've ever seen. But because of like what there was like last year there were nine upsets total in the first round and there were nine upsets on the first day of March Madness um which uh this year which I think is awesome and last year was like holy shit there's a lot of upsets in the first round and even then it was like it was great to see I absolutely loved um I wish that some of my upsets had come true I do have to say I take a little I take a little bit of pride in having Iowa State making it to the sweet 16 i thought that that was pretty fucking funny that i was like i was like this is a long shot i have no idea what this is going from i also had you know several other teams in the sweet 16 but like like i i mean honestly this is this is like i 20 the 2021 2022 season just in general for all sports is amazing because parody has just feel like it's actually been achieved within these leagues um that like you actually have like this year, we didn't know who was going to win the national championship. We knew it could be a couple teams, but like honestly, going into the the playoff, we knew that those four teams all could win the national championship. And this year, I think like for the March Madness, we didn't know who could win the national championship. It wasn't like there was a favorite. I don't like Kansas was one of them, but it wasn't any like everybody's. I mean, pro football, like the Bengals made the Bengals made the Super Bowl. Like who could have fucking predicted that? I think sports just in this last season have been fucking amazing because, again, like it's been. Well, I, I mean, Bucks win their first championship since 1971. Uh, Braves win their first championship since 1991. Uh, like it, it just just Kansas like. <laughs> Like it's, yeah. you know, it, it was, it was absolutely kind of, it's, I mean, even before, you know, Tampa Bay wins their first championship since uh, what, 2000. Well, basically since the stay at home order ended sports was took it to another level. Yeah. 
Yeah, and like I think uh, it's just it's just good to see. It's good to see Nebraska will probably actually have good players drafted this year. Who would have fucking thought? Um, like, yeah, Cam like, Jurgens is everybody's loving Cam Jurgens. <laughs> it's the beef jerky. Don't let it fool you. <laughs> um, oh, he went to, he went to the combine and he brought his beef jerky with him that he makes and gave it to scouts and and like uh, front office employees and they fucking loved it <laughs> that's so fucking funny um no i mean i think like i i kind of agree with you like i don't remember as successful a low seed and what i mean first off st peter's takes the cake right no 15 seed had ever made the final four it had never happened before right um and they, they take did, the they cake still didn't they still didn't make the final four or no i'm sorry the elite eight i apologize um yeah. <laughs> uh but like I remember 2004, George Mason making it to the uh, final four. I remember some of the yeah. runs that teams like VCU under Shaka Smart and Wichita State had. Um, like there is some, there have been some really solid underdog teams. But St. Peter's, the lowest funded team in their conference, making it to the Elite Eight, taking on the likes of Kentucky and some of the, and like some of these just seriously blue blood programs like even murray state who won 30 uh basketball games throughout the season um is one of the higher quality teams in those like lower or lesser than you know conferences quote unquote um but saint peter's being able to do it was was absolutely awesome um but let's uh let's move on to the nba here so uh uh we'll go over the uh six teams in each conference who guaranteed uh, a playoff spot uh starting out in the east uh, the Heat take the uh, first seed, uh, followed by the Celtics uh, taking the uh, second seed. Milwaukee takes the third. Philadelphia at four. Toronto at five. And Chicago at six. So the only guaranteed matchups um, prior to the play-in were the uh, Bucks taking on the Bulls and the Sixers taking on the Raptors. Um, and the play-in tournament for the uh, East uh, had the seventh seed Nets take on the eight seed Cavs. Nets won that game earlier today. Um, and the nine seed uh Hawks will take on or will host the uh, 10th seed Hornets in uh, the game tomorrow. Winner of that game will play the uh, Cavaliers for the eighth seed and the right to take on the Miami Heat. So um, quick thoughts on uh, Nets Cavs and uh, your guys' prediction for Hawks versus Hornets. Mitch? Yeah, I, I think it was a really good game. Um, and even though the Nets did win, I wouldn't feel good if I was a Nets fan. I mean, the amount of turnovers that happened in that game, I mean, Tyree was a, a fall away from following out. Jared Allen, you know, a guy who's, I believe, made all-star when he was at the Nets. Um, with him out, you're still only – and it took Tyree playing an unbelievable game, and he only beat him by seven. And now you got to go play a red-hot Celtics team who will have uh, Jalen Brown this time around. I, I wouldn't feel good if I was a Nets fan. Um but then to switch it over to the other East game, um, I'm going to go up the Hawks over the Hornets. I think it'll be a close game just because these are two highly efficient offenses, but none of them play defense. And I have to go with the Hawks just because they have that playoff experience. I mean, basically every player on this team, you know, was a part of the Eastern Conference Finals uh, team last year. And the Hawks are sixth in offense, eighth in field goal percentage, second in three-pointers, fourth in free throws, fifth in steals and they commit less turnovers and fouls. I just think they're a superior team, but I think it'll be a fun game. Uh, uh, Skyler, I, I know that you were busy during the Cavs and Nets game, so if you don't have any thoughts on it, that's, uh, that's uh, Yeah, I, I was 
busy. I, I wanted the Cavs to win. That will be honest. I, I did. Uh, it, it mainly had to do with the fact that I, I just don't trust the Nets at this point. Um, I don't because according to everyone that I fucking know, um, they were supposed to be like the one seed this year. Um, and now they're, they had to win a game against Cleveland to make it. Um, uh, but I, I kind of agree. Uh, there seems to be way too much drama with this team. I mean, the fact that like, the guy that you had a massive trade for isn't playing because of mental health or uh, 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 injury to yeah, his Yeah, I'm leg. not entirely sure. Yeah, why like, like I don't know why Ben Simmons isn't playing. Right the, my big thing, dude, is like if it is your mental health, then just retire. No, it's a back injury. Oh, back injury. Okay. That he somehow back. got, even though he hasn't played basketball since Bruh. June. <laughs> yeah no no so like at so this point, who at the this fuck point, knows at this point ben simmons isn't worth it like i just he isn't he wasn't worth trading james harden james harden caused way too much trouble for this team didn't even play with them for a team play, play for them for a fucking year kd is been a fo- shell of his former self since injuring him injuring uh getting that injury in uh the finals in 2019 um and Kyrie couldn't play half of your home couldn't play half of your games because he refuses to get vaccinated like and again there are celtics that aren't vaccinated according to what brady sent me earlier it's al horford and Jalen brown um that is that is like like obviously the celtics aren't going to fully confirm that but from what i've been reading those are the two known players who are unvaccinated and like i find like we only find out if they play in toronto like that's like a of of who and I mean they still they'd have to they that Toronto would have to make the Eastern Conference Finals for that to happen I think yeah so um, you guys are fine yeah um uh, and I agree with Mitch I think that the fact that you're a team that's kind of struggling with what you're trying to do and now you're going up against a Celtics team that has is relatively healthy without Robert Williams um, but he's supposed to be back like his surgery apparently went very very well and the timetable increased and he should be he could be back sooner than expected um but even without him they've been playing amazing i mean they drubbed they drubbed the grizzlies the other night um they did have they had some stinkers but like jalen brown's back marcus smart is there al horford is still an intelligent person within that lineup i like i'm sorry i'm sorry it's just weird just like it's weird it's weird for me to go okay the lineup for the starting lineup for the celtics against the nets most likely will be marcus smart jalen brown jason tatum uh daniel tice and al horford like I thought that I, I thought yeah. that like half half the players on that team weren't supposed to be here by now. Um, so according to everything I'm supposed to be reading, like like and I'm sorry, the last time Jason the Celtics played KD and the Nets, Jason Tatum beat the Nets almost single handedly. He outshot KD. Jason and they had Tatum, their big three, right? Was and their they big had three their, healthy on that game? They without Ben Simmons. But they had KD and they had uh, uh James Harden and uh, Kyrie James, all yeah. healthy. So like so like even with all of that, like I the Celtics team is really really good. I I am hesitant. Um, am I supposed to go into the other ones now too? Hawks Hornets. Yeah, Hawks Hornets. Hornets. Okay, one sec. Let me pull up that. I woefully unprepared. Um, like I want to say Hawks because just knowing doubting them last year kind of bit me in the ass uh, but this isn't last year's Hawks team um you know what I'll, I I think the mellow and and Charlotte can get it done um 
Because I, I mean, Gordon Hayward. Without Gordon Hayward, fuck yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not like it's like not like the man hasn't been being able to play a game of basketball for the last four years. Um, I I I honestly think that Lamelo is doing. Lamelo is what everybody thought Lonzo was going to be, and that's good for Charlotte. Like the fact that you got the guy, and now you're looking at two straight playoffs. That's amazing. I mean, I don't think we ever thought that would happen to Charlotte anytime soon. Um, they're actually being run smart, and I think that they're they're better than they've always been better than their record looks. Um, which is kind of it's like a Nebraska thing. Um, I I have a soft spot for those kinds of teams. Um, but yeah. I'll go. I'll go with the Hornets. I think that they can just they can just get done. I don't know if the Hornets can beat the Cavs uh, going into that final play in game, um, but I do think they can get it done against against uh, the Hawks. Yeah, um, Nets Cavs. Uh, you know, Nets are on top by twenty points at the end of the first quarter. Cavs cut it to I think like thirteen at halftime. Nets jump back out to a 21 point lead and the Cavs just chip away and they chip away and they chip away and just silly, dumb turnovers. And honestly by both teams, but I expected it far less out of it, out of a team like the Nets, especially a team with a coach like Steve Nash. Like how do your players not know where out of bounds is? I just, I, I don't, it, it fucking boggles my mind watching what seemed like three consecutive possessions go back and forth between these teams where somebody had their foot on the line when they touched the ball, like just, just absolutely insane. And I get it. I'm a couch quarterback in that situation. Like I could barely catch a pass from any of these guys, let alone figure out where my feet were the entire time. But um, I don't get paid millions of dollars to do that. So I, uh, I agree. Like it took a Herculean performance out of Kyrie Irving um, and a really underrated performance out of guys like uh, uh, Claxton and Bruce Brown in order for the Nets to win that game. But I'm not as worried about the Nets as uh, I think my other two co-hosts are here. Like I'm not as hyped on uh, certain on the Celtics winning this series, because if there's one thing that I know very well about uh, teams led by Kyrie Irving, it's that they play to the competition level. Uh, Like they play to the level of their competition. And if the Celtics come out and they pop them in the mouth, I fully expect KD to have another 50, 53 point games or series like we watched him have against the Bucs, right? I think it's very easy for people to forget that the Bucs are a quarter of an inch uh, of Kevin Durant's foot being shorter away from not making the finals. Like that's all that came down to when that season happened, that that three that he hit that they called a two um, uh, in overtime. Um KD is going to get his money. He's going to get his points. I think Kyrie is going to have a solid series. Um, I just, it's really hard for me to, to consistently, uh, well, no, you know what? I'll, I'll talk about the Celtics when we do our, our other matchup, yeah. but um, uh, I am going to take the Cavs over whoever wins Hawks versus Hornets, because I loved what I saw out of the Cavs in that game. But for Hawks Hornets, I'm going to take the Hawks. Um, watching what Trey Young did in the playoffs last year and Trey Young having a kind of a criminally underrated season this year, um, mostly because of the fact that the Hawks have struggled uh, to actually win games. But if you look at how he's played, he's played fantastic. And in these one and done situations, I'm going to take Trey Young over LaMelo ball until I have some proof that, that it's going to happen the other way around. Um, but uh, perfect. So let's move on to the West. Uh, 
the West, uh, the one seed goes to the Phoenix Suns, finish 64 and 16. Chris Paul leads his fourth different franchise to their most wins in a season. That's fucking insane. Um, the two seed uh, then goes to the fucking Memphis Grizzlies at 56 wins. Like, guys, three years ago, those were two of the worst <laughs> teams in basketball. And now they're the one and two seed in the hardest conference in basketball. Three seed goes to the uh, Golden State Warriors. Four seed goes to a surprisingly good Dallas Mavericks team. Uh, Fifth goes to Utah, who can seem to beat everybody unless they have a 17-point lead at some point in the game. (laughs) Um, uh, Six seed goes to the Denver Nuggets. Um, And then the play-in tournament, uh, uh, seven seed uh, Timberwolves are hosting the eight seed uh, Clippers right now. Um, and the uh, nine seed uh, New Orleans Pelicans will host the 10 seed uh, San Antonio Spurs. Critically, though, the Los Angeles Lakers do not make the playoffs. Frank Vogel gets fired. Russell Westbrook has a fiery exit interview press conference. Uh, Anthony Davis has to address trade rumors. LeBron James is talking about Space Jam 3. Like, what is happening? <laughs> like, uh, but they're let's, all trying uh, to get they're all trying to get Steph to come to LA. <laughs> uh, or or LeBron's trying to join Steph in Golden State, which I Stay think the fuck would be away. Hilarious. Steph's like, fuck no. Yeah, Stay he's the like, fuck away. No, he's like, fuck no. Yeah. That's what Steph um, said. <laughs> yeah, when asked about it. Um, but like, yeah. like, let's ju- just take a moment and just wrap our heads around. Like, we walked into this season and we were like <sighs> The Mavericks haven't done enough to be competitive in the West this year. And they're oh, the four yeah, seed. I agree. Uh, Memphis is going to be a criminally underrated team, but I don't think any of us had them anywhere close to the two seed. Um, we expected um, the Suns to be good, but 64 wins is ridiculous. They have they're 32 and nine at home and 32 and nine uh, on the road. Like that's that's insane. They're going to win three out of four home games and three out of four road games. Like that's fucking crazy. Um but uh, before we get into the play-in tournament, any storylines in the West that you guys want to talk about? Anything that's surprising to you? Um, I think I think the storyline for me is, uh, you know, everybody loves John Rant, and he obviously took a huge step this season. But that's not the reason why the Grizzlies are kind of scary. And if I was in the West, I wouldn't want to get him. It's that they went like what twenty and five without him. Yeah. And to be the second seed, I mean, it's not like kind of like the Mavs where it's like Luka and some okay players or like Denver where it's Jokic and, you know, anyone who can stay healthy. It's like they're a legit team with legit stars. And I I think that's the storyline for me is how well they did without their star player. You can't say that a lot about like 95% of the league. So that's the big story storyline from the west that i take away from i just say all of it (laughs) like the entire thing like 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 even with like you know russ and ad and lebron all being much older and not like the young bucks they used to be like like this is still a team that won a national that won the championship three years ago almost a national championship yeah (laughs) i won the championship three years ago like this is still a pretty good team um and it still has russ 80 and LeBron like like I don't think any of us predicted that they would be missing the playoffs um even even like our wildest like 
like underestimate of like this team of like this is like this is their floor i don't think any of us were like they're missing the playoffs um the sun's fucking amazing it just kind of proves that all devin booker really needed was a was somebody else that was good at basketball next to him and monty williams uh just got voted the uh uh coach of the year by the uh nba by coaches yeah, by his by his peers, fucking deserves it. Two years in a row, deserved it both years. Yep. Um, the only person I could say is Eam Uduka, but that's just because I'm biased. Uh, um, but yeah, um, I mean, uh, the the what the Golden State Warriors were able to do, and I'm I'm sorry, Clay Thompson's had three 30 point games in a row. Um, so Clay Thompson that's... has had more 40 point games this season than James Harden has. Yeah. Which is like what two? <laughs> One. One. James Harden okay. has not had a forty-point game this season. Okay, that no, but what I'm saying is like the fact that he's had three thirty-point games in a row, and yeah, he ended yep. the last game with a forty-point game. That's not good for anybody because Steph is supposed to be coming back here soon. Draymond Green has had time to recover. Um, like. Jordan Poole's been an amazing Jordan Poole. Man. Jordan Poole has been fucking great. You've still got um, Andrew Wiggins. You've still, still got Andrew. Like, you're still all over this team. And again, Steve Kerr, you never, never underestimate Steve Kerr. Just don't. The guy is one of the best uh, adjusters in basketball, and he has players that are willing to listen to him, which is, you know what, more than most coaches in the NBA can say. Um, <laughs> so, like, good, like, fucking good for him. Um, I'm glad that the Spurs made it into the, at least the play-in. That's good. But something I do have to consider is I, I think this is the Suns to win. I don't think there's really anybody that I, I mean, I, I, I love what the Grizzlies are able to do, but this is just dominance by the Suns. I don't think we've seen since, uh, since that three, that three consecutive years of, of the four, the three out of four from the Warriors, like, like I honestly, I, I I don't I like just in terms of like top to bottom works as a team, plays as a team, is does well as a team. Like we all thought with and and I have to remind you, have to remind you, Chris Paul can dribble the basketball this time, whereas he couldn't yeah. before. No, that's um and that's, that's very big. and that's scary. And I, I'm gonna say after this season, Chris Paul has cemented himself as a first round ballot Hall of Famer. Like. You can't say he hasn't now. I think um, he would have got it before this season too. I, I think, I think that you could say that, like, not like making the finals, maybe that helped, but like just seeing, like, like Brady said, his like fourth consecutive team of leading them to their best yeah. record ever, like, point like, god, point god, like literally a facilitator. Like, I don't think we can name any quarterback or any other kind of player on a team that has done something like that in any sport. Yeah. No, I mean not not with four different teams. That, that well, I mean, not that, with like the amount so. of teams, but like just the immediate impact that you have on a team. Yeah, yeah no, like like um, like and and it, and it is immediate. I mean, within within two years of being in a, in those places, leading them to uh, franchise uh, record setting wins in a season is absolutely insane. Like, well, like um, let's just be honest. Let's be honest. If if Kobe had ended up with. Uh, Chris Paul, they would have won a championship. Like, I'm gonna say they would have won more than one championship. They would have Charlotte, like New Orleans, would have multiple championships. Would have had multiple championships. No, it was it saved basketball. 
Come on, we're, like, we're not going to let Chris say, Ball go to the Lakers, but we'll let KD go to the Warriors. Come on. No, no, I will say, no, I will say, <laughs> like, imagine if, imagine if the Chris Ball to the Lakers had happened before KD went to the Warriors. Like, basketball would not have been ready. They would have dominated, and it would not have been good. Would not have been good. Yeah, for, yeah. Like for for the state of basketball as itself, like like it took a pandemic for for equilibrium to come back to fucking NBA. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, you're you're absolutely correct. Um, for for the West, like the storylines are are the serial underachievers overachieving, right? And you know what? The Suns had a great season last year, but as a franchise, they're a serial underachiever. There was huge questions like, can they do it again? right yeah. can't like we haven't seen him do it and, and i think that they're fair questions are questions that, that teams like milwaukee has gotten their team questions that uh, boston has gotten before their questions that the lakers got their like every franchise when you meet up with that initial success there like you, there's always going to be that that pushback they prove that they can do it uh for memphis the fact that they're a a have been successful and b have been so successful without john morant is insane um for dallas the fact that you know, you trade the guy uh, in Porzingis who was supposed to be the big number two. And we all have kind of said for the last really season and a half, two seasons, that that's the move the Mavericks needed to make. But we all sat here and said at the start of the season that we weren't happy with the way that their offseason looked. We didn't like their free agent pickups. We didn't like the trades they had made. It didn't make sense to us, but it worked. 52 wins, got you into that fourth seed, really solid place. But then teams like Utah and Denver who it was not too long ago, you guys, that we were talking about these are championship caliber teams are now coming in at the five and the six seed. Utah seems to be a better team when they're trailing in the last two minutes of the game than God forbid they're ever le- leading in the game. And Denver has been probably the most inconsistent team, largely due to injuries. But you have an MVP in Nikola Jokic who uh, this team is nobody is, else and, and nobody else like that. That's exactly it. Like you have Nikola Jokic and nobody else. And, and it's just insane that, that this is how these playoffs are, are working out. Um, but just the Lakers not making the playoffs is absolutely hilarious to me. I, it's so funny to me. Um, and it's not, it's not because I hate LeBron. It's not because I hate any of the players. I just really hate the Lakers. I just really hate the Lakers. Um, oh, yeah. And anytime honest, a blue blood franchise fucks up that bad, I have a I have a shit eating grin on my face. I'll be honest, the only LA team I do like is the Rams, and that's it. Uh, I'm a huge oh, LA Galaxy yeah, fan. That's right. um, LA what? Uh, LA Galaxy fan. Um, <laughs> the only LA team I like is Shohei, Shohei Otani. Um, just him. <laughs> Just him. Did you the see LA he was giving, he was giving a CPR to his bat on uh, in the dugout because he started the season like two for 20 so far. Um, but um, that just makes me, that makes me happier that I started him as a pitcher in my ESPN fantasy baseball league. Cause I found it is the only reason I will pay attention to baseball <laughs> is if I do a fantasy baseball <laughs> league. <laughs> can't pay me enough money to pay attention to regular season baseball. Um, so, exactly exactly it's the so, only way i will be able to <laughs> so um uh the the play uh the playing tournament right now the uh, clippers and the uh, timberwolves are going at it at the moment with the uh are at halftime 53 51 timberwolves um uh i took the timberwolves the boys here took the uh the clippers but boys i just gotta say like watching this game in, in real time fucking 
Carl Towns is looking like trash right now. The dude is 0 for 7, and he's getting bullied up and down the court. And it's just, it's painful to watch. Um, but then uh, then uh, we'll ask here, gentlemen, uh, starting off with Mitch, we have the 9-seed uh, Pelicans taking on the 10-seed uh, Spurs. Who are you taking, Pelicans or Spurs? Yeah, this took, this one took me a while to figure out just because it was hard to pick a clear winner. But at the end of the day, I had to go with the Spurs. Uh, you know, just because in the regular season, the Spurs were 3-1 and one against the Pelicans. It's Greg Popovich going against uh, – I can't even know. I don't even know who the Pelicans coach is. So, you know, there's that big advantage. And the Spurs just have a better offense and they're better guarding the – you know, from the field and the three-point than the Pelicans. And uh, DeJounte Murray has been having an unbelievable season. I think he can lead them and knock out the Pelicans. I'm sorry. That was the best fucking thing you could have ever said. You're going against, I don't even know who the fuck it is. So huge advantage. Uh, it's Willie Green, by the way, is their coach. Okay, Willie, Willie Green. Green. Well, um, when you're looking at Willie Green, Greg Popovich. Yeah, yeah no, no, like you're right, but it's like. Um, I'm also going to go with the Spurs. They actually have a good, they have a positive plus minus on the season, point uh, two, but it is a positive plus minus. Um, also, like, need to, need to be consistently reminded that Zion is actually injured and hasn't just gained a shit ton of weight, and that's why he can't play. Um, so, uh, apparently, he could be playing next year, but it's, who knows? Well, Stepdad said he might be playing this year. Well, it's just, it's like, I can't, like, it's a lower body injury. So it's like, yeah. I, I understand why the Pelicans don't want to rush him. I get it. Because he is supposed to be the next LeBron. But every time people say that, um, just, I'm sorry, look look at look at Ben Simmons. He was supposed to be the next LeBron. Um, but yeah, I'll go with the Spurs as well. I, 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 I will petition for as much Greg Popovich as I can get until he until he's gone so with that i am in fa- favor of more greg popovich so spurs um i love greg popovich he is you bitch. my hero <laughs> one of one of the best articles Ooh. i ever read was uh a, was a lady talking about greg popovich taking her out to wine dinners like with the team like he's a huge wine connoisseur um, and his personality is just one of the best in sports. Greg Popovich is if Bill Belichick was funny, like it's simple. and a liberal. <laughs> yeah. Um, with that being said, it's like, I love what guys like Deontay Johnson have done, but Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum versus whatever the Spurs are throwing up. Um, I'm, I'm going to take the Pelicans in that, in that situation. Hey, hey, Mitch, Mitch, let's peer pressure him. Boo. <laughs> Boo. Boo, um, bitch. Boo. Um, Boo, you whore. So, How yeah, dare you so, pick so the Spurs will win. Um, Boo. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> no, fuck that. Boo. Um, Boo. Uh, no more no white men in basketball. Boo. Go Pelicans. Boo. Um, <laughs> Boo. <laughs> you don't stand by your beliefs. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh you don't know how true that is i can't is. remember where i saw um, that but that i remember seeing that once and just laughing my ass off no weren't um, you just peer pressuring me peer pressure me um no i like i like the pelicans in this in this matchup here um and as long as they can keep uh zion away from the smoothie portion of smoothie king stadium then uh the pelicans <laughs> should have a uh, serious shot at taking on 
what could very well be the Clippers. This has just been an insane back and forth game. Carl Anthony Towns has four points, is 0 for 7 from the field and has four fouls already. And it's halftime. It's almost it's almost like the Clippers have a great coach that can scheme against a guy like Carl Anthony Towns. Oh, it's almost like it's almost like uh <laughs> like he isn't a one hit wonder that only knows how to work with, you know, superstars. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. He's the eighth seed playing the road against the Minnesota without his best, yeah, without, without his best two player. star players. Oh, without his best players. Great. He's the eighth seed in a in a in a West that uh, we just talked yeah, about. Yeah, the West. Serial what you just said, what, that we we just, just talked about the how best conference in basketball. Just talked just about serial underperformers, and this Clippers team takes the fucking cake. I, um hey 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 because hey, you can hey. you can say you can say like even with all that with carl anthony towns this is still a clippers team that is losing at the moment by yeah two. but you, at half by time. two at half still time two. And, and losing and, and and please 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 losing yes but if carl anthony towns fouls two more times he's out of the game <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, he's basically been out of the game for this entire first half, and the and the uh, the Timberwolves have but, the lead. Um, so, but when you have him, is still in the game. You can sub him at any point. But when you don't, then you don't have that option. They don't have that option right now. As is. then he's Scrubby McScrub no Scrub has to come in and yeah, start at center. Scrubby McScrub Scrub. Yeah. <laughs> then then they got to bring Kevin Garnett out of retirement again. Um, no, so that's, uh, we're going to, we're going to wrap our episode up there. We will be, uh, uh, cranking out another episode before playoffs actually start with our first round playoff predictions there. Um, as well as we've got uh, a new segment that we're going to drop for you guys, um, where, uh, we haven't decided on our names yet, but I'm loosely calling it uncle's corner. Um, so, uh, uh, follow us got a mock draft episode coming up. We have, too. yes, we also have our mock draft episodes where we're going to be doing. Oh, let me, yeah, let me, rounds. let me run through those. Let me run through those teams just real quick. So people know, you yeah. I promise it will take like two minutes. Um, maybe probably not. Uh, uh, okay. So my team, I'm, I am picking first overall. I believe Mitch picked first overall last year. I'm not sure. We'd have to find the episode. Um, yeah. I'm picking first overall. I also have the jets, the bears, the Vikings, the Ravens, the Colts, uh, uh, the Eagles and the Cardinals Bills and then uh, much to these boys chagrin I also get the Packers um, Brady has the Lions the Giants the Falcons the Commanders the Dolphins Saints Patriots Commanders. god damn it <laughs> Patriots and no you can't get rid of Dan Snyder no you cannot um, <laughs> Patriots uh, t- uh, Cowboys, Titans, Chiefs, and Rams, and Mitch has Texans, Panthers, Broncos, Seahawks, Vikings. No, Browns. Sorry. Uh, Chargers, Steelers, Las Vegas, Bucks, San Francisco, and the Bengals. So, oh, yeah. so yeah. Well, no, since he back to the Super Bowl, and I'm um, uh, listening to picks. I will give up Dak Prescott and a first for a seventh round pick. If anybody's interested, um, <laughs> oh no, I did. I did like a mock draft simulator. I, I took took the simulator for a run during the first three rounds because that's what we're doing um, with my teams. And God Almighty, I have a shit ton of picks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's gonna be uh we should get a breakdown as to exactly as to exactly who has how many picks but i also i just love the fact that for like the second straight year 
Uh, I don't think any of us have gotten the teams that we actually root for. <laughs> I got the Patriot. I got oh. the Patriots last year. Oh, did you? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did get um, the Patriots last year. Um, I I think one of you two got the Packers, but I can't remember who it was. It was Brady. Was Brady it got the pa- Brady got the Packers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do I do have a doozy though because I know I know what I'm doing with the first two picks for the Packers. You're gonna trade Aaron Rodgers to Denver. Uh... <laughs> no, I, no I, I i gotta be honest i laughed a little bit when i saw that mitch got seattle and the broncos i was like that motherfucker yeah. he already he he did it in real life <laughs> <laughs> mitch what do you plan uh, on doing with drew lock <laughs> well actually um, russell wilson's available <laughs> we're gonna have kendall hunton as our quarterback yeah um but as it goes as it goes the rules uh apply that are the same similar to last year's um the boys will give me a list of players that they have available on a trade block um and they can trade any of those picks beforehand of the draft for for picks up till the third round um you can include post third round picks um if you'd like uh we just won't simulate those we just won't simulate them so it's not really worth it in my opinion yeah um so yeah cool well uh yeah so we've got we've got some great episodes uh the draft is in two weeks uh so we have to yeah we have to get uh started on those if we're going to crank out three rounds worth of episodes um but then uh then yeah i mean the the nba playoffs are going to be in full swing here we have um the uh shit baseball has just started um the usfl starts next week everybody um like there are mascot looks like he's on fucking speed (laughs) yeah we have to run through uh, our team so i took uh the michigan panthers um skyler has the breakers new New orleans breakers yeah and mitch took the pittsburgh ballers the Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Maulers. Um, yeah. So uh, we're, we're excited to see how, how the USFL plays out um, and all of their new fancy technology. Um, but we appreciate everybody for tuning in. Follow us on everything, Facebook, Twitter, um, Spotify. Uh, email us uh, your guys' thoughts at fourthstringsp at gmail.com. Um, and uh, like and subscribe um, as well. So uh, everybody have a fantastic day, fantastic night. And uh, thanks for tuning in.